Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Shaffin, along with, I guess now, two co-hosts. Let's go, uh, Artie, you first. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, brother. Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Awesome. And then we also have Chance, intern Chance. And Chance, how you doing? Great. Can't complain. Good, good. And uh, on the ones and twos, we do have Izzy in the background, so uh, shout out to her. Guys. Episode one forty two. What a, what an accomplishment, uh, Artie. Let's uh, we'll, I guess we'll jump right into this. Uh, yep. in, how how was your weekend? Have, have a good weekend. Yeah, man. Weekend weekend was good. It was uh, yeah. I can't really remember what I did this past weekend. To be honest with you, that's how old I'm getting. Um, <laughs> didn't do much. If I can't remember what I did, uh, but it was good. Week is uh, week is it's been work. It's been work on top of work on top of work, so but I'm good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, yeah, I, I played two rounds of golf this weekend. I don't know. Nice. Um, that, that's how you know you're getting old when when you're happy about playing two rounds of golf. Uh, that that is that is a grown up thing to do. Chance, uh, you, did you get a chance to get out to Clark O'Claire this weekend? No, I never went, but watch all the games on on the TV. So just the same. Hey, it's just as good as being there. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive right into it. Uh, episode 142 on the Variety Sports Podcast Network. Happy to be a part of a part of something bigger than us. Um, go check them out. Uh, college baseball smack. Uh, go go check out them. They're providing great content for college baseball. Uh, Fat Boy Fadeaway doing uh doing some sweet 16 and NCAA uh, game like reviews and doing live streams. Go check them out as well. Um, and then, of course, the premier podcast of Pirate Nation, the Boneyard Podcast, is on the Variety Sports Podcast Network and Variety Sports Network Collegiate. Uh, but number one forty-two, number forty-two, Artie. Yo, do you have one? I mean, this one's pretty easy, if you ask me. Well, yes. But I'm going to go in a different direction. I, you know, 42. We obviously know that Jackie Robinson, 42. That's the goat. That's, that's goat status. That's the number. Um, but there's also another great American that wore the number 42. He died for his country wearing the stars and stripes. That's Pat Tillman. So I kind of want to give him some him some notoriety, him Cheers. some love today. Yeah, went to Arizona State. Was an all time great at Arizona State. By the way, um, his jersey is retired. At Arizona State, helped him get to the Rose Bowl in 1997. Was Pac-10 uh, Defensive Player of the Year uh, back in '97. Got drafted to the Arizona Cardinals and had a three-year career, three or four-year career uh, with them before he enlisted to go fight in, you know, the Iraq War and obviously died overseas for his country. So shout out to Pat Tillman, another great 42. So I guess if you're wearing the number 42, like you have to be just, just goat status. It's just you, you have to be one of those guys. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Chance, do you have a 42? Uh, I just looked one up like 10 minutes ago, and I think I found a guy. Uh, Sid Luckman, uh, quarterback for Chicago for, let's see, 10, 11 years. Uh, Three-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, four-time champion of the NFL, in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that kind of stat list kind of put you together in there. It's this, not Jack. Uh, back in like the 1800s when he was playing for the Bears. <laughs> Yeah, it was the first thing I looked up. Forty-two didn't know his name. Had to dig into him. 
for sure. Um, Artie, we've already talked about Jackie Robinson. I'm going to go a different route, actually. I'm going to keep it with baseball. Um, but I'm going to go with a, a – not. and there's another 42 that's great in baseball that um, I could go with, right? Um, I, could, I could go Mariano Rivera, but I'm not going to do that either. Okay, I'm going to go – with a man, he only wore the number 42, I believe, for one season. Um, he, he's a Hall of Famer, five-time All-Star, seven-time Gold Glove um, award winner. None other than Mike Messina, a knuckleballer, uh, pitched for the Orioles and the Yankees. Also, he's from the home of the Little League World Series, Williamsport, Pennsylvania so uh yeah I figured I would go figured I would go uh Mike Messina okay let's uh let's move right along let's get into it Artie it's March Madness guys it's March Madness and we are in the thick of it right like I mean shit is popping off all over the place right um you got Upsets all over the place. And this is one of the most obscure, I don't know if that's the right word, Final Fours that I can ever remember. I mean, Florida Atlantic. The true definition of March Madness, so I'll say that. You got Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, then who? Miami, and is it UConn? Yep, UConn. So, I mean... It's quite so, impressive. You still have one blue blood in there in UConn, but uh, okay, we're are we throwing UConn into the blue blood category? Six Final Fours and four championships. Yeah, yeah that that puts him in that category. Hmm. That what puts him in. They've what got, do you classify as a blue blood ca- category? That, that puts him in that category. Yeah, I guess. But I, I still don't I mean, see them on the pretty, same level as I that I do. Like. A Kansas or a Kentucky. Okay, yeah, they're not a Kansas or a Kentucky or a Duke or or a Carolina, but I mean, if it's in terms of success of that basketball program, I mean, what do they have to have? Twenty Final Fours and fifteen championships. Like, I would almost, I would almost put Villanova over them. No, no, really? No. I guess in no. recent history. I mean, over the last thirty years, UConn's been right there with any of those those other blue blood teams. But I'm t- Okay, yeah. I guess blue blood is really like a longevity thing, not a past 10 years thing. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, guys. You, you got me. Um, but I, w- I want to talk about this Final Four, but I also want to talk about the teams coming into the American this mm. this coming season, right? Uh, four teams from Conference USA that are coming to the American Conference next year in basketball and in other sports. Uh I mean, Charlotte wins the CBI tournament, right? Yeah. Then, which is formerly the CIT tournament. Shout out Keem Richmond, front of the podcast. Uh, then UNT, University of North Texas, and UAB are playing for the championship in the NIT tournament. Yep. And then you got FAU, a nine seed in the final four. Once again, the American is showing that we're going to be okay. 
This conference is going to be A-OK. That's that's pretty absurd when you really think about it, just how good Conference USA was in basketball this season and that their best teams are coming over to the American. So the only thing that sucks about it is that, like, so FAU, I believe, will receive between 10 and $15 million. And that share of the money that goes to the conference will not be coming to the American. It will be going to Conference USA and – Who's in, who's still in conference? Middle Tennessee State and Western yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers go big red, right? Um, so that's unfortunate. But hey, the two school look. Houston lost in what the Sweet Sixteen? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Yeah. They didn't make it to the Elite yeah. Eight. So I mean, Houston lost. Memphis. All right, thanks for coming, but they were out in what the round of thirty-two. First round, first round. The FAU were they out in the first. Oh yeah, they lost to FAU in the first round. It was a game too. Good game. I mean, either FAU or San Diego State is going to be playing for a national championship. It's absurd. It's absolutely yeah. absurd. <laughs> One of those teams is guaranteed to be playing for a natty. That's awesome, though. You want parity in college sports? There's your parity. That's awesome. Once again, expand the college football playoff like tomorrow. Please. So, I mean, yeah, Conference USA, welcome to uh, welcome to the American. We're going to be just fine. And then when you look at when you look at baseball, the the Conference USA baseball conference as a whole has to be probably 10 times better than the American as a whole. I mean, the only team with an RPI better then, or in the top 100 in the American, East Carolina. The next best team, I think, has an RPI in, like, the 130s. I think it's Houston. I think they're right behind us. I think they're second. Are they? See, I thought, for some reason, I thought it was Tulane. I think it's – I think it was Houston. It changes so much. But It's not going to matter. I mean, you you got – you got to win every game in conferences almost. <laughs> I mean, our, our, our non-conference schedule is tougher than our conference schedule through and through. Easily, yeah. All year long. So, um, but yeah, let's all, let's stay on let's stay on basketball for a second. Um, let's let's make picks. Who will be playing for a national championship? Uh, come. It's Monday night, right? The nat- the Natty's Monday. Who's going to be uh, playing for the Natty? Oof. I got to be honest. I like uh, I like Jim Laranega. I like that Miami squad down there. Um, I just I just think them boys are 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 playing the right way. Unfortunately, they're running up against a juggernaut in UConn right now. UConn is just like beating the holy shit out of everybody. Like they're just they're just beating people out what seems like 30, 40 points every every game. So I don't really know if they beat UConn, but I hope they beat UConn. Um, and then, I mean, FAU all the way. I mean, if, if FAU's gotten this far, they might as well take this thing all the way. So let me get FAU, Miami, and the Natty, and let me get FAU winning this thing, bringing the national championship into the American. Chance? I got Miami beating UConn. Uh, the Wong and Miller show is special. NIL there is – Got them playing for a lot. They're gonna have transfers coming in from everywhere. Um, 
I want FAU to win, but San Diego State's defense is might yeah, be one of like, the best in the country, if not the best. They're long and athletic. So I think you guys go San Diego State, Miami, and I got San Diego State winning it all. Damn. Okay. The Aztecs. Okay. Gotcha. Now I wouldn't be shocked seeing San Diego State UConn either. I could really see that matchup as, yeah. as well in the Natty. That's kind of where my head's going. San Diego State UConn. So I'm gonna go. I want FAU there. I, I just I'm not gonna put San Diego State. I'm going with my heart. I don't want San Diego State to in the Cinderella run, which I mean they're on a Cinderella run themselves. Right. But um yeah. yeah, I mean, this is what's the lowest seed that has ever won the tournament? That's a good question. I have no idea. Izzy, can you can you check on that? Lowest seed to ever win the NCAA tournament. Um honestly, no. FAU. Uh, What's see, that? This is a, I was going to say, this is the first time ever that a one, two, or three seed has not made it to the final four. So that is history in itself. Honestly, UConn should have been seeded higher. Yeah. Uh, it was an eight seed. Uh, Villanova in 1985. Wow. You know what? I think that was before expansion, and I'm going to check this. Uh, 1985, I believe that was the first time ECU made the NCAA tournament. They made it twice, I believe. Um, and both times they ended up losing to the uh, eventual national championship uh, winner. So I believe they lost in the first round to Villa to Villanova, if I'm remembering that correctly. And I could be way off. But uh, let me let me check on this. Villanova, you said was an eight seed. Yeah, eight seed, nineteen eighty five. Okay, I was wrong. We I got him for FAU now, man. Been a nine seed, make some history out here. I was wrong. Um, I don't, I don't know. I do know that Villanova did beat us the first time we were in the in the tournament. And then the second time, unfortunately, we lost to Carolina. Um, <laughs> both times in, in the first round. Um, yeah, I'm going FAU, uh, and I'm going UConn. And you know what? Why not? Why not? I, I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go FAU over UConn. Why not? I like hot they made it this far. I mean, they're good. They're old. Right. They've, they've they, only lost three games all, all year. They're 35 and three. So they're, they're an excellent basketball team. Yeah. I mean, will, will the American claim that national championship like they claim UCS? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask uh, acquaintance of the podcast, Mike Oresco. Right. Um, Not acquaintance of the. I see that little dig you did there, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, Mike, you're, 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 you're welcome back on the podcast anytime, Mike. Uh, can't say that we can't promise that we'll be nice, but you're welcome. Um, and then, of course, the final four in the women's LSU and Virginia Tech are are playing all against each other, and then Iowa and South Carolina. Um, let's talk about this, Caitlin Clark. That's Dog. that game's gonna be a doozy. I cannot wait to watch Iowa versus South Carolina. That game is gonna be a Phenomenal basketball. That might be the best basketball game all weekend. That's gonna be a phenomenal basketball game. 
I mean, because she is, like, she is the female Steph Curry, and South Carolina is a juggernaut. So, like, that's just going to be an exciting matchup. Yeah. I mean, first player in women's NCAA tournament history to record a 40-point triple-double. It's absurd. It's absurd for anybody. Anybody. <laughs> that is absurd. I, I saw she helped, like, account for like the first like six like 50 points for Iowa in their in their last matchup like either she had an assist or she scored the points herself right that those are video game numbers it's insane. I, I will say she can't she absolutely can't do it by herself against South Carolina because they're just too good of a team but she is good enough by herself that if she's catching fire like it's it's just going to be a phenomenal game so I'm I'm excited for that matchup. The LSU V Tech, I think LSU is gonna gonna dog walk Virginia Tech. I think LSU is a much better team, but uh, I'm excited for that Iowa South Carolina game for sure. And this is kind of a, a going back walk the plank. Did y'all see a couple of weeks ago when Virginia Tech uh, hosted their uh, NCAA game and they played inter or they couldn't play inner Sandman much like. When yeah. during, the, during the regionals yeah. in baseball, they can't play like "Welcome to the Jungle" or walk-up music, and the student section sang "Inner Sandman." Like <laughs> I was, hate Virginia Tech, but that's that that's, great. that's great. Yeah, you're not going to tell us what we can and cannot do. That we need more of that. Screw the NCAA. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, whoever wins the South Carolina Iowa game, I think is going to win the national championship. Um, yes. I, I think it's that easy. I, I don't think anybody from the other side of the bracket's gonna be able to compete with them. Well, LSU is good. They can. Com- they're good, but I don't. I still don't think it's gonna be that close of a game. I could. Yeah, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. I'm shocked UConn's not here to be honest with you. But uh, dynasties fall. You know. All right, moving along. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsor. Let's be honest. You're here because you love sports. We love sports, too. And our friends over at Row One Brand love sports as much as we do. Row One Brand sells sports wall art, sports gift watches, and vintage apparel with ornamental designs created from real game ticket stubs and vintage sports memorabilia in their collection. If you want some vintage Golden State Warriors memorabilia, they have that, too. It's a sports collector's dream website for anything sports-related. Go over to one, rowonebrand.com to check out their great inventory. And when you use the promo code VSP15, you'll get 15% off any item on the whole site. That's code VSP15 for 15% off any item on the site. So click on the link below and go check them out. Row Run Brands, America's best vintage sports art, sports gifts. Thank you to Row One Brands for being a, a proud sponsor of the Boneyard Podcast. Uh, moving along, baseball. We talked about March Madness. It is midweek madness for uh, for the Pirates. Maybe we should call it midweek sadness yeah. for the Pirates because they absolutely suck. It's terrible. It's so bad. I don't get like it. Tuesday, don't Wednesday get night. It. You play yeah, like your your world beaters. You play like your damn Japan and the World Baseball Classic on the weekend. On the weekend, but you can't beat UNCW or I mean, look, Campbell is good, 
but you you Can't gotta win, win these really. games. You gotta win these games in the midweek. Yeah. And and <laughs> Wilmington's okay. They're they're good, but they're not they're not a great baseball club. So that's that's definitely They'll make a regional, but not yeah. get blown out like that. It's terrible. Yeah. So the boys have to figure it out. Um I mean, I know there's not really garbage time in, in baseball, but there is. So JJC hit a home run last night in garbage time, in my opinion. Uh, lost to UNCW last night, nine to three. Uh, Got to figure it out. You, you just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, it's not always been pitching. It's more the hitting, not being able to come up with clutch hits. Um, I, I really don't know what is causing that. It's kind of absurd. And at first I thought it was maybe, okay, maybe this team isn't used to playing on the road. They play a lot of, a lot of games on the weekend early in the season at home. And they're only playing on the road during the midweek. Um, we're going to see how they play on the road this weekend when, when they travel to Houston, but they, they got to be better. They, they've got to be better in the midweek. NC State's coming to town next week. Big game. Exactly. Big game. Well, watch ECU steamroll them like twelve to one. Like, <laughs> one can only hope, man. One can only hope. I mean, it's either. I. I don't think. I think it's going to go either one of two ways. It's either going to be a blowout for ECU or it's going to be a blowout for State. I, I don't like. You don't think we get a good game? I mean, I want one. But I just the way this season has gone for ECU, they, they either like pop off all night long or all day long, or they're just quiet, or they, or they're just quiet. Now yep. they've they have lost several close games, but when when you look back to like the the game against Duke at at the DBAP, I mean they got blown out nine nothing. Um, so yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw this game uh, go one of two ways, and each of them end in a blowout. Um, just in my opinion, I, I'd love to hear y'all's opinion. I, I don't know what's wrong with me the weeks. I don't know. I can talk about it all day. Campbell game, both Campbell games left 10 plus runners on. Can't do it. You're going to lose every game like that. Yeah. I mean, you got to come up with clutch hits and I mean, the Campbell game, you had bases loaded with what one out, maybe yeah. even no outs in the first inning. Loaded. In the first inning, didn't score, and didn't score. I mean, this isn't the team of that like last year that is going to hit bombs every night. I mean, I, I saw a stat they hit like seven home runs in the first weekend um, of the season, and then since then they've hit like a total of. It's probably different now. I think this stat was on Saturday. They had hit like 17 home runs since then. <clears throat> so, seven home runs in the in the first weekend of the season and 17 um, the rest of the way so far isn't great. Now, there's been a couple home runs this past weekend by some guys that aren't used to hitting them, right? I mean, you have Lane Hoover going deep for his grandfather. I mean, honestly, one – one of the all-time clips, him talking about how how he did that for his grandfather and um, how it's special, so special for him to hit that home run on Friday night. And EC's 5-3 win or 11-3 win over uh, George Mason. But um, 
I'd love to get y'all's takes. I, I mean, the weekend, like I said, the weekend's great. Midweek sucks. Yeah, I mean, if we could just play all of our games at home on the weekend, we would never lose a game. <laughs> so, never, ever, ever. So, I'll tell you what, the, the, the Campbell fans on Twitter, though, I don't know if you guys have seen seen the seen the interaction. All six of them. On Twitter. They, yep. they, are, they are going in, man. They, they smelling themselves. They really feeling them. And rightfully so. I mean, yeah, yeah rightfully okay, so. Rightfully so. I mean, um, go ahead, Chance. Hoover's bomb, I think, was his first one at Clark LeClaire. His other one was so. I think. And then, I mean, that's so special. I mean, you can't – that's a memory he'll always have. His first one at home for his grandfather. That's what baseball's about. Yeah, that moment for right sure. there. For sure. That, that's what you love to see. You love to see those moments. Um, guys coming through in the clutch. Um, and when I say in the clutch, it doesn't have to necessarily be in a tight ball game, but when emotions are high, whether it's personally or in the game, being able to come through in those moments when your back's against the wall and you have every reason to give up, that's clutch. And this team, I mean, at times has shown that they're clutch. Um, their backs have been against the wall and they've shown that they can come back and they, they never stop fighting, but, um, but yeah. And I want to say this ECU blew out George Mason this past weekend. I mean, they're world beaters on the weekend. Like I said, I think three times now, first two games, they did it without Josh Moylan. First one was out cliff too. I believe yeah. Friday. You didn't yeah. have cliff. First one without cliff. And then, uh, both without Josh Moylan and we I don't did we even talk about that last week the ejection? I don't think so. We, I, don't we, think, we, I think we were pre air. Yeah, I was mean, that pre air? Okay, that was one of the. I mean, that was an absurd objection. Terrible. The game's over. Cliff is walking through, shaking hands with Campbell. Game's over. Like, not he stopped talking to the umpire by that point, and the umpire's still jawing at him. What do you expect? A man that is that heated isn't going to just take shit from nobody, right? This is also a close game. Like, that's a 3-2 ball game to a top-10 RPI team. With with a runner on – with the tying run on second. Like, come on now. I mean – My take there, you got to swing the bat. It's my take. Got to swing the bat. That close? (laughs) Got to swing the bat. You're going to make a great Little League Baseball coach one day. (laughs) Stop. That's what my dad did. You can't hit the ball if you don't swing it. Exactly. Can't can't hit it if you can't can't swing. Uh, But, yeah, all in all, a bunch of bombs this past weekend. Lane Hoover, uh, Jacob Jenkins, Cowart go deep on Friday. Ryan McChrystal and AMAC. AMAC, what a bomb. I mean. Almost a long way. That ball may have hit the Ward Medicine building uh, on the other side of the practice field. Um, an absolute bomb. And then JJC, he hit his – was his last night to deep center or was the one over the weekend to center? I can't remember. I think his last night went to center too. They might have both been center. Yeah, so um, off the scoreboard, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, And then Joey Barini. 
Shaq. Joey, Bar- I mean, <laughs> Joey Barini and Lane Hoover. If you would have asked anybody on the team who is least likely to hit a home run, both those guys are probably <laughs> names yeah. that are being brought up. Lane Hoover almost hit the dog at no time. Wow. I'll never forget one. I can't remember what game it was. It was when we were in school already. Uh, there was a uh, there's a ball hit, and it would have hit the Taco Bell sign, but the home run was robbed. Mm. And like the guy like actually landed in the Taco Bell sign. I'm sure somebody listening might remember, but yeah. Um, all in all, good weekend. Got to figure it out. And what better time to do it than when you play in-state rival? Hey, make sure uh, make sure you bring your umbrellas uh, for for the game. The real ones know Scott Van Pelt like uh, Elliot Avent coming into town with, with NC State. This is this is the time to show out on on a midweek game. Get right. hey, this is quality a, competition too. Get it get it right. We're we're entering the stretch of the season this year. Where last year we just went on an absolute tear. And we're gonna need it again. If we want to host if we're in the national seed, we need the same exact streak. Yeah. yeah. And what better time to start it than uh this weekend and carrying it on into next week. I believe that streak started last year against NC State. After state after the state game. God, I think Cliff got him. We need Cliff to do whatever he did last year. <laughs> right. So um, and then conference play starts uh, this weekend at Houston, like we said, um, next Tuesday at home, uh, NC State at 530. Um, unfortunately, I will not be there. Um, I will be traveling for work. I, I was hoping to get down there for that game. Um, and then Trey is savage. Bad to the bone. I mean, he's the bad to the bone player of the year so far. Um, ninth in strikeouts. In the country. Yeah. In the country. Yeah. Dude's balling out. Um, but moving on, ECU football. Pro Day was yesterday. Uh, Holden, Keaton, Isaiah Winstead, friend of the podcast. Ryan Jones, future friend of the podcast. Xavier Smith, another future friend of the podcast. Um, and more were all participating in ECU's Pro Day. Uh, 31 out of the 32 NFL teams had scouts there. Uh, who, do we know who, what team wasn't there? No, I, I didn't. I thought all of them were there, to be honest. What's the one team that was not there? <laughs> like, what's that, what's that, one, that one ball that was like, nah, yeah, we don't need to make that trip again. The if I had to put my money on it, it's the Panthers. The closest and not showing up. The closest team, yeah. Yeah. But they'll, they'll send 15 to go see uh, – uh, Bryce Stroud. Young and St- Stroud. It better be um, Stroud. That's all I got to say. It better be Stroud. With the first overall pick, the Carolina Panthers have selected oh. from East Carolina University, Holden Aylers. I love Holden, but my my <laughs> hands went with the TV. It, it's going to be bad. <laughs> the, the TV would have to be destroyed if I was a Panthers fan and that happened. And I love Holden. <laughs> But I'm happy with great. Young, but it, it cannot be Will Levis. Do not want him at all. Mm. We've seen the pro days. <clears throat> Zach Wilson. We'll we'll see. We draft's coming up end of the month, so end of yeah. next month. So uh, we're about a month away from the draft. 
we're gonna uh, we're gonna try to get some of these guys on here over the next couple of weeks. Um, working on a on a big one over the over the next week or so. Um, yeah. But yeah, pro day. It's always fun. It's always good to see these guys ball out and and show what they do. Holding throwing passes. Uh, Keaton, I know he said he's meeting with uh, the Falcons. I believe this I think week. It's Detroit. I think. Might have been Detroit too. I think I seen that earlier. Uh, I think yeah. I know he's meeting with. I know he's at least meeting with the Falcons because that stood out to me. Um, I think he, I know he's meeting with the Jets, and I think there's a couple other teams. I mean, CJ yeah, Johnson, I'm, same thing. CJ Johnson also. I mean, meeting with teams. I mean, these guys if they don't get draft. Look, Keen Mitchell should be drafted. Uh, I think I think he's a high fourth. Low fifth round guy. Um, I mean, the only thing that's stopping him is, is his size. Um, he's showing off his punt returning in, in his pro day and, and at the uh, combine. Uh, CJ Johnson, dude's going to be a probably going to make a pretty decent uh, receiver for some team. I, I know he's fitting the mold. He's, he's up to like 235 pounds, it's I believe late. now. I like it. I mean, the dude. Uh, I mean, I think that's what they're projecting him as, is a slot guy. And um, I mean, they're probably looking at him, once again, another fourth or fifth round guy. And they're going to get a steal because he's he's a physical receiver. Yep. Yeah. I mean. Winstead, whoever gets Winstead, is, that might be the steal of the year. Dude's route running is feet work. It's crazy. And not to mention his hands. I mean. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing Winstead in the Bears jersey. That's all I'll say. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing that. He can come on a shot too. He can strap him to him. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, pro day was this past week, uh, or on Wednesday, Tuesday. My days are running together. Uh, it's Wednesday now. Um, and then let's talk about this. ECU picks up a big time recruit. Yeah. Four-star, biggest recruit in ECU history. Flips from Miami. Flips from Miami and comes to East Carolina. Four-star recruit, Antoine Jackson. Um, I mean, defensive back. I I, I don't have his his, uh, 24-7 profile pulled up right in front of me, but, I mean. Oh, I got it. The dude was the dude was highly recruited, and he he's really a twenty four a class of twenty four, but he reclassified for class of twenty three. Um, but he's the one. If y'all remember, he did the hat game. Yeah, we remember. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be a I'm going to be a brave <laughs> psych. I'm going to be a Miami Hurricane. He's gonna be a now, he's gonna be a Met fan. Now he's gonna yeah he's gonna be a, a Met fan. Uh, but now he's he's at ECU. Um, out of Dillard High School in South Florida, he signed his uh, NLI this past weekend. Offers: Miami, Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn. <laughs> Tennessee's up, Tennessee's up there. P fives everywhere. Wherever he wanted to go, he could win. Yeah. Colorado, 
What up, D Money? What up, Dion? Nah, I'm out. <laughs> Florida, Georgia Tech, LSU, Michigan, Mississippi State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Pittsburgh, Rutgers, and Tennessee. The only anywhere. The, the only group of five school he had was us. And he, and he comes. Uh, he, he's a six foot, 170 pound safety, Antoine Jackson. Um, look, I can put whatever happened in the past, in the past. It's fine. He's the number 19 safety in the class. The number 19 safety. He's the 200. Go ahead. I think he's getting, I think he's getting moved down to, uh, Nickelback. Uh, his size. I don't think he plays safety. Not in our system. I just think he goes down to nickel. I could see that. Yeah, I could absolutely. I, see I could see that. At, at at his size, look, and and Jared, like you were saying, I mean, putting all the past stuff behind the whole hat game and the whole, you know, his his heart probably was in Miami, but obviously the NIL thing fell through. No, his heart. His heart's on the hard court for East Carolina base or basketball. <laughs> ECU women's basketball. That's where his yeah. heart is. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> but I, I just I hope I hope I hope he shows up and and is ready to grind from day one. That's that's all that's all I ask is that he shows up and is ready to be a pirate from from day one because this is the school that he chose now. Hopefully he's all in on ECU, uh, and hopefully he's got some good persuasion on the side too. So y'all know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, this is go ahead. I'm scared. I'm scared he transfers. Then he comes in. Has two good years out the door. NIL's calling. Yeah, and and that's and that's what I, I, that, that's what I expect from a from a kid that good. And if he lives up to any of that potential, that's that's what I see. Yeah, he might only be but, here one year. If, he, if he's as good as we think he is, right? He yeah, should start day happened. one. Our DBs lost a lot. We lost a lot. I mean, well, we lost a lot, and our secondary was. Yeah, he's, 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 he should absolutely be a, a day one starter. Yeah. No question, he should be a day one starter. But I mean, looking, I mean, this class, this 2023 class, I love yeah. Mason, but three years, Jeter. They're gonna be talking about. Uh, they're gonna be talking about local politics all over again. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we with we a kid from Myrtle Beach. Let's see Mason. Let's just let's 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 see him. With a kid from Myrtle Beach and another kid from South Carolina, we're talking local politics. No, I mean ECU. Looking at looking at the uh, composite rankings on twenty four seven. After UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston leave, ECU has uh, the number two class in, in the conference behind SMU. Behind SMU? They don't count. Behind SMU. They don't count. They got they've too much paying, money over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they've been, they they've been those, those Methodists, uh, too much money. It's, it's all, it's the Bushes. Laura Bush. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm going to put it in the past. Look, there's so many. He's going through hell. This kid, Antoine Jackson, is going through hell right now. Coming to Twitter. ECU. 
on Twitter, yeah, I mean, Instagram, social media. He he is getting it. He's, he's dealing he's with a, it. He's a, he's a Florida kid from Fort Lauderdale. You know, so yeah. I mean, yeah, people are people are angry. He signed to go to Miami. That money talks, man. And then the the NI the his NIL deal, from what I understand, his NIL deal fell through when he went to Miami. And he was like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm going to Greenville. Gonna be with my boo thing. And we're we're gonna uh we're going to win some championships in the American and a, honestly a better football conference than the ACC. But um, sorry about it. Antoine Jackson, welcome to Pirate Nation. Then not to mention another guy. Yeah. I mean, Hall of Famer, Jerry Wright. Oh, no, wait. Coming out of retirement. Not he's not a receiver no more. <laughs> he's kicking footballs, coach. Uh, yeah, Jerry Rice, kicker from VMI. He was 11 for 15 in field goal attempts, 16 for 17 on PATs. His season long was 42. Uh, at oh, it was a 42 yarder at number 22, Wake Forest. Um, look, I, I'm excited. I, I'm not ready to say Conrad is it's not Conrad's job anymore. Um, but I do think we we've said it from the get go. You need competition in this, in this room. Competition breeds winning mentalities. And that's what we're going to see here. Um, bringing in some more competition for these guys. Owen Daffer. I don't know. I maybe maybe he's job. You do. I think Daffer Daffer's, job? Yeah. Daffer's got Daffer's legs way better than Conrad's not even close. He, he's if got we, more length than that. Uh, yeah. If, if Daffer gets back to freshman year, people right. it's, 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 it's not the leg with Daffer. It's the case of the yips. It's mental. I think with, with Daffer, he reminds me a lot of Moylan last year. It reminds me what Moylan went through, got, got in his head and he just wasn't good. Right. If Maybe he, he just needs to come on the Boneyard podcast. Head, Cause one, once Josh Moylan did that last year, things went way up. On. <laughs> we call it the Boneyard bump. Yeah. Owen, whoever wants to be the kicker for East Carolina, just come on the podcast. Actually, I mean, it, it, we did the well, opposite for Luke Larson. Yeah, I was, um, I was about to say we did have Larson on, and uh, things didn't go so hot after we had Larson on, but we still love Luke Larson. Hey, Luke Hit Larson, our, our Aussie friend. First question I asked him, what do you think about Foster's beer? Said it tasted like piss. I think he's having a uh, a grandchild soon too, right? He's like what pushing forty. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my kid. <laughs> Love you, Luke. Uh, and then uh, ECU hires Eastern Michigan uh, uh, former Eastern Michigan coach Darrell Roberts as their new outside receivers coach. Uh, Raquan Boyette. Uh, he replaces Raquan Boyette. Uh, as he moved to the running back coach. So uh Boyette's still in, in the uh in in the locker room, but uh we got a new outside receivers coach. I don't really know much about him. Um just gonna be honest with that. That's uh I read up on him. They said he was up and coming, so whatever internet says, I guess. I mean, you know who else was, you know who else was up and coming at one point when they were at East Carolina University? 
Yep. Lincoln Riley. Yeah. yeah, he was a guy. This guy. Your brother should come on in too. He's, I mean, forget his other job. Come on back. Mike. Hey, I mean, he's cool with me. I mean, could you imagine having him as maybe like, I mean, coach the quarterback coach take over, take over for Donnie K. No, let we'll we'll leave Donnie K as the offensive coordinator, so we can run it down the gut on uh, about Lincoln Riley. Third and we can run it down the gut on third and seven. Garrett Riley, yeah, Garrett Riley is he he's gonna be a head coach soon. Just bring both of them back and just you know just kind of yeah. just run 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 everything. <laughs> no, I, I'm telling you, Donnie Kirkpatrick is going to eventually figure out how to run it up the middle oh, on third God. and seven. You can, you can. You it's can eventually going to happen. I know you're joking, Jared. You can miss me with this shit. <laughs> I can talk about DK I mean, all day. I play Collins atrocious. I mean, hey, future friend of the podcast. He's he said he'd come on. Who I want to ask? <laughs> we, we Donnie, Kirkpatrick. To Donnie Kirkpatrick. Look, he's a great oh. guy. Terrible player. Yeah, but he, on third and seven, we're not running up the middle. Respectfully, that's what he. That's what he loves to do. I should, I should not yeah, be on that, on that episode of Donnie K's on. I should not. That or that. Th- throw a little I'm screen not pass. Gonna ask fair questions. I'm not going to ask fair questions. No, I'll ask really bad questions. Harsh. <laughs> he's leaving mid session. He's not staying. I thought the Navy game don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Like he's mm. gonna leave mid-interview. I promise you that. I was let him hold it from the boneyard. I gotta tell you that. Maybe maybe we will uh maybe we'll do that interview and it'll just be me. Yeah, yeah. smart. I think that's good. Smart. Idea. Probably was gonna the, have to be the least rational one. It's gonna be the one. <laughs> That's the interview. <laughs> but I, I can, I can, I can at least be somewhat professional with that. That's the one guy sure. I just can't talk to. Just can't. Uh, but yeah, future friend of the podcast, Donnie Kirkpatrick, just taking ricochet shots over here. Um, <laughs> all right, moving along. Uh. Uh, anybody else got anything else for football, baseball, basketball? Anything else? Do we are we done talking about the? Yeah, I think we're. All right, got it out. Awesome. Well, for sure, we're gonna bring on uh, Izzy. How are you doing, <laughs> my friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for doing. Thank you for keeping up on the ones and twos. Uh, mm-hmm. Izzy, another volleyball tournament. Mm-hmm. Were there any guys with their chest shaved into "We love Izzy yeah, Marinelli"? Not at this one. Come on. <laughs> this Get one was. This was in Raleigh, at uh, like this volleyball kind of center. Um, but it was a good. It was a good day for us. Nice. Was it? Mm-hmm. Please, please, uh, please. How, how did it go? Just tell us everything. Explain um, volleyball well, to me. We swept – well, we only played two sets against each team, which usually you do best of five, but it was like a, a only one day type thing. So we played six sets and we won four, but we split with Duke and we played them in the fall and got swept by them. Like actually for our schedule and it counted, we lost all three sets. 
but then we won like we split with them so obviously it's kind of showing improvement um and then we also split with William and Mary which we were also trying some things in that game so that one I feel like if we actually played with everyone probably would have swept them too and then um we swept Wake Forest as well awesome good to hear that there wasn't any more scoring errors, was there? This this time around, we, like we had people that could actually keep no. track of the score, do it the right way. No, not this time. They had real refs. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> good, good. That's what we like to hear. Uh, Izzy, any updates on how on like explaining curling to me? Okay. Curling. <laughs> I'm kidding. Badminton, croquet, badminton. You know. Polo. I have to learn it myself first. <laughs> Water polo. Yeah, like, could what? Why? Why don't they have to ride horses in water polo? I don't really know how you can be on a horse in the water. I mean, you know, I've actually always wanted to play water polo, though. like low key. That's, it looks kind of fun. Not gonna lie, it, it looks I, fun. I dated a girl that fun. played water polo. Which looks kind of dangerous too, though. Honestly. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, you can drown. <laughs> um, all right, walk the plank. Anybody else got to walk the plank this week? Chance, oh, I know I you said one. you have one. Yeah. Artemis. MLP. I'm actually, I'm, I'm fresh out. I, I don't have one this week. Y'all go ahead. All right, Chance, MLP take it away. It will be umpire, you know, like usual. We're, we're going to get robot on soon. It's coming because of this guy right here. Randy Rosenberg tossed the Phillies catcher. For nothing. The play before, catcher reach backs for a ball. Umpire throws it back to the pitcher. So, you know, a couple plays later, JT reaches back. He doesn't hand it to him. Umpire drops it. Throws JT out the game. For nothing. Mm. Manager got yeah. tossed after. Would have been a bad day for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the clip. It was brutal. Um, Got to be better than that. You, you, come on. They need to make it where if you get ejected and the umpires can get together and be like, look, dude, eat a Snickers. You're not you. And then bring the they're guy back the in. They're all the same, though. Yeah, like, they are. are. They think they're better than everybody. How about we throw them out the game? That should be a rule. If both coaches don't agree, we throw them out. Get a new one. Honestly, I, I do like that idea. Hey, they got the pitch clock and everything else. So I mean, pitch uh, uh, position players can't pitch no more either. And they're like, they only got three situations they can throw in. But yeah, I mean, that was that was rough. I'm, I had one. What was mine going to be? Was it hockey? Was it baseball? Was it football? <laughs> I don't know, man. Come on, Jay. Uh, I mean, Kyrie Irving has already taken all the happiness out of Dallas. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> um, that could Point be one. twice. Used to be the biggest Kyrie fan, so I, I used to love Kyrie, and now I just he just disappoints me. Every every story I see about Kyrie is just a disappointment at this point. Uh, mine is gonna be the uh, six year old that I saw at Starbucks the other day. Uh. <laughs> Why are you picking on a six-year-old? I'm not picking on a six-year-old. The six-year-old was picking on me, Ernie. Well, that's how um, it should be. 
No, I was sitting in Starbucks the other day doing my work as, as a as a young professional would, just working at Starbucks, trying to get out of the house, get some fresh air. And uh, I yeah, I noticed I sat down at a wobbly table. It was the only table available. Sat at a wobbly table. Place is packed. School's on spring break. You got parents there with their kids. I guess it's take your kid to school day. Whatever. I'm sitting there. Minding my own damn business. Six-year-old runs to the bathroom, runs back. I'm sitting right next to where you're waiting for your, your order. What do you know? Kid runs right into my table, my wobbly table. Coffee goes everywhere, including all over my new, brand new, damn near $2,000 MacBook. And my MacBook is gone. Oh. So that six-year-old kid can walk the damn plank. Oh, this really happened? It really happened. Oh my god! It really happened. Okay, work- now now that I've now that I've heard the full story, I probably and- <laughs> that six year old probably would have got a spanking from somebody that wasn't his his his, his dad. Like I would. Yeah, been- believe it or not, like as hot headed as I am, maybe it's maybe it's the future dad in me. I was just like, "What are you gonna do?" Like oh. my uh, luckily my company would pay for it or covered it. So. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I'm working on my personal computer, which is slow because I've got so much shit on it from the Boneyard podcast. Uh, this thing I do as a hobby, um, a hobby that now has two interns, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, that kid and his dad could walk the damn plank. Um, Izzy, <laughs> do you have anything? I don't think I do. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough though, Jared. That's that's actually that's that's a pretty rough story. Like I'm sorry fact, that happened to you. <laughs> I turned it like I called my I called my company and I was like, just so you know, don't want to be making this call, but this is what happened. And I felt like the like it wasn't my fault, but I felt like it was I was the biggest goof because here I am calling because some kids put coffee all coffee. over you. But like, apparently it's not the first time it happened and it's not gonna be the last time it happens to somebody. I just really hope it doesn't happen to me again, um, ever. That was it was it was quite embarrassing. I had coffee in my pants, coffee in my shoes, coffee in my laptop. No coffee on the kid. They didn't even offer to buy me like a donut. No, <laughs> like I love the donuts at, at Starbucks, and they didn't even offer. Um, nah, man, you got to get the uh, what is it that 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 lemon uh, pound cake they have. That's what you got to get at Starbucks. Get that lemon pound nah, cake. the banana bread. Banana nut bread. Banana bread's good too. I'm not yeah, an 80 year old warm chance. <laughs> hey, you get it warmed up and it's, it's right with the drink. No, the banana nut is good. All right, all right, all right. Round table. Listeners have probably already logged off. Um, we do we do sub dogs orders. I want to hear y'all Starbucks order. Okay. All right, Artie. Um, I'm I'm obsessed with that new uh, pistachio cold brew that they have at Starbucks right now. I'm I'm absolutely obsessed with it. They've had it. They've had it for a couple months, and that's really the only thing I I get at this point. But anything anything cold, I can't. I only really like hot coffee like that. I'm I'm all about my iced coffee. So any any really any kind of iced coffee and that that lemon pound cake because that is just that's the combo for me. That's my that's my Starbucks order. All right. Izzy? 
Um, I, the drink will change by the season. So like in the winter, I'm going to get hot chocolate or something chocolatey. But in the spring, I've been getting pink drinks and uh, coffee cake. I love their coffee cake. Don't sleep on the pink drinks. I drink them too. It's just delicious. So good. <laughs> this is good. Chance? Caramel frappuccino with extra caramel. So basic. That's classic. Never fails. With the hot banana bread. (laughs) I might get shit for this. I I can't drink a a cold. I think I've said this on the podcast. I can't drink cold coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You you said that to me before. I won't drink a frozen coffee. I just won't. No ice. Don't put that ice in, in my coffee. It could be 120 degrees outside. I'm going to be ordering a hot caramel macchiato, extra caramel, and two donuts. <laughs> you got you to you 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 double the dog. At Starbucks, you got to double the donuts. Okay. Double the donuts. What's bad is that this Starbucks next to my house or close to my house, I, I pull up in the drive-thru window or in the drive-thru like, line. They have the camera there. They go, hey, Jared. That's how bad it is. Not as bad as your Moe's order, though. You got a, you got a plaque at Moe's. Already, I've already reached signature status. I, I at know Chick Fil A <laughs> for next year. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, that's enough. I do have a lot of Moe's points too. Um, Moe's is better than Chipotle. I'll die on that hill. Um, all right, anything else, guys? Do we not cover? Do we we covered everything, right? Thanks. So. I think we're good. All right, good episode. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media at Boneyard Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, um, Facebook, same thing, YouTube, same thing. Follow us there. We post a video every week. We're going to be posting more and more videos going forward. Um, yeah. And subscribe to uh, the Variety Sports Podcast Network. Uh, lots of great things happening there. So, yeah, thank you to Row One Sports. Leave us a five-star review. If not, you can walk the damn plank. Let's get out of here. Already say the damn thing. Hey, Izzy, Chance, thank you as always. Until next week, Pirate Nation, wash your butts, you filthy animals. Deuce. Peace.